Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Running on Scuffs. I am your host, Justin Seeger, uh, and I am here joined today with uh, a couple of my other favorite scuffs, uh, my fellow dipstick, Mr. Zachary Bell. How are you doing today, sir? Uh, we're fantastic. Um, it's February 13th, uh, right before National Singles Awareness Day, uh, you know, and right after a victorious Eagles or uh, rewarding Eagles loss in the Super Bowl. Um, so happy Monday. It's Daytona week, everybody. It is Daytona week. And with that being said, we've got our, our favorite Dale Earnhardt fan. It just, even though he only won one Daytona 500, it feels synonymous to to uh, have Daytona and, and Dale Earnhardt. So, Mike, how are you doing tonight, my friend? I'm doing pretty good. Got to see the Chiefs win the Super Bowl last night. That that made me pretty darn happy. Uh, it is, in fact, a Tona 500 week, and raise hail, praise Dale. That's what we're here for. And, gentlemen, I, I'm sure you guys are aware that we do not have a particular uh, a Florida man with us here tonight. Thankfully. Uh, Dan Foster is, is away. Uh, he is... Uh, driving home from a little bit of a uh, weekend vacation time. So we, uh, we appreciate him for that. But I mean, I mean, come on, we're only like, we're, we haven't even gotten the season started yet and he's already taking vacations. We're only here um, for an hour a week. Like, come on, man. That ain't that much. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, he's just the, the slacker and, and we'll, uh, we'll get him back for that, but it's okay because we have a replacement for Dan. And uh, it's uh, my honor to present our replacement uh, for Dan for the evening. Uh, he works with the Championship Racing Network along with Steve West. You guys saw me uh, interview him uh, a few weeks back. And uh, now we've got his, uh, his co-host for that show, Mr. Matt Nicholson. Gentlemen, um, good afternoon, gentlemen. Matt, how are you doing this evening, sir? I'm doing pretty well, just getting ready for the weekend. Everything kicks off on Wednesday, and it'll be here before we know it. That is very true. We are excited. We're all excited for Daytona. This is the, you know, we just had the Super Bowl last night, but this is our Super Bowl right here. We're ready for the Daytona 500. We're ready to get things kicked off, and we're ready to get things going. Uh, Matt, for those who uh, maybe are unaware of your background, why don't you uh, you give everybody a little bit of a background into what your uh, – you know, what your experiences are with, uh, with NASCAR and with, uh, with racing. Well, I've, uh, I've went to Talladega super speedway for this will be year 34. Uh, my first trip there, I was age four. Uh, I've worked there for now. This will be year number six that I've been an employee there as well. Uh, I do a little bit of public address work with them, uh, help them with a little bit of production between the public address team and MRN and uh, do some school board operator work as well. Uh, I've been tied in with that for going on six years. Uh, I got started, as you mentioned, I do the Championship Racing Network with Steve West. Uh, I got started with him and his show back in 2017 over in Birmingham at a uh, FM station in Birmingham, and now we're over in East Alabama near Talladega that uh, blankets probably, I'm going to say, the whole eastern half of the state of Alabama from I-65 over into the parts of western Georgia where our station goes to. We're on a pretty strong signal. Uh, I dirt raced dirt bike models for, I started in 2007. I haven't been in a car since 2018. I had a catastrophic engine failure happen in a test session and the right opportunity 
has not presented itself to come back in and get back within uh, dirt racing. Possibly that chance may happen here by midpoint of the year. I've got a friend of mine that has asked me to come drive his car a time or two, so we're going to see how that goes. Uh, my brother-in-law is Brett Holmes, a Craftsman Truck Series competitor, which we know Brett. He got he got rooked out of Talladega. No other way to say it. Uh, he's going full-time this year, and uh, just, you know, hey, if there's any part I can help him guys out, I'm going to try to help him out any way I can. So it's probably going to be a really busy year for me. Sounds like uh, that, that's the way we like it, though. It may be busy, oh, but yeah. it's going to be a going to be a fun one. Yep. Uh, well, we're happy to have you here with us on our show for uh, for this evening, and uh, it's going to be a little bit of fun. See, uh, Steve really didn't get this opportunity, at least yet. Right. We may get him on a, a little bit later in the year, but uh, we're going to toss you into our world here, Matt, and we're going Sounds to good. we're going to let you uh, get in on all the fun. That'll work. Dan's not here to control uh, myself, Zach, or Mike. So, um, you know, we're, we're here to, uh, to just go wild tonight. I hope you're ready. For <laughs> he never really did a good job of that anyway. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Um, for those of you watching, we hope that uh, we hope that you guys are, are well. Uh, all who are watching, be sure to comment down below. Uh, if you're watching, we'd love to hear your thoughts on the show. Uh, and we've got a good one uh, lined up, uh, ladies and gentlemen. As we've been talking, it's it's Daytona week. We're getting set up for the uh, for the start of the season. Uh, we've got a few news stories that we're going to cover. We've got a fun segment that I'm going to uh, introduce. It's going to be something we haven't done before on the show. I promised it last week. Scuffed up is back. Uh, and <clears throat> considering that Dan is not here with us, Zach, uh, what do you say I take off? I, I dust off my old debating gloves and, and step into the ring with you. Uh, just like our days on dipstick debates, I'm here to whoop your ass. <laughs> hey, that's that's what I love to hear. I love a good competition with you, my friend. Uh, Mike's got a uh, got a fun uh, daft stat segment for us later tonight, so he's going to get you ready for the Daytona 500. Uh, and, of course, we're going to close our show tonight with us all making race picks for the weekend, uh, telling us who we're going to get for our winners. And uh, and I'm going to hold you guys to those to those race-winning picks. So we'll see who does. Are we keeping track that. this year? Are we, like, scoring this? Uh, yes, we are. We are going to keep track. So uh, for Truck, Xfinity, and Cup, we are going to keep track of our, our race-winning picks. So we'll be sure to remember that. Uh, when the end of the year comes around and we'll see who does best uh, on that. So um, right. with that being said, I guess let's go ahead and get into it. We've got, like I said, we have a few stories, the few scuff stories that we have to have to cover a few interesting ones. I'm excited to, uh, to get over these. So let's get into our scuff stories segment. And we have a few, uh, like I said, we have a few stories to get into tonight. Uh, number one, uh, we have another uh, open uh, car for the Daytona 500, one that we did not mention last week. Uh, Connor Daly will attempt the Daytona 500 with the money team. Uh, he ran with them back at the Charlotte Roval last season, so... Uh, really cool to see Connor Daly at least uh, be able to attempt the... Uh, the Daytona 500. 
Uh, a little bit of an interesting fact, um, J.J. Yaley, we thought, was going to be a seventh open car for the Daytona 500. Um, and that did not come to be. And uh, I don't know if you guys have been on NASCAR uh, Twitter recently, but that announcement was just horrible. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was pretty bad. It was um, probably one of the worst ones I've seen in quite a while. Yeah. Um, you know, I know there's a lot of a lot of meme worthy things out there, and I hope that there are some NASCAR meme pages that are not going to let them forget that one. Um, yeah. But nonetheless, Connor Daly, he's still going to uh, to attempt the 500. So that leaves us with six open cars uh, for the 500. Um a little bit of Xfinity, uh, silly season news. Uh, CJ McLaughlin and Natalie Decker both are going to run part-time in the Xfinity series uh, with Emerlyn Gase Motorsports. Natalie Decker also going to run part-time ARCA for that team as well. Uh, <clears throat> CJ McLaughlin's got 18 starts for that team, so he'll be kind of the uh, the anchor man for, for that team throughout the season. Uh, another little piece of Xfinity silly season news that I'm sure a lot of people are excited about and others maybe not. Uh, Kyle Busch is coming back to the Xfinity series to run for the number 10 car for Colleague Racing. Mike, I see you have an opinion on that. <laughs> Zach also has an opinion on that. Before I get into y'all's opinion, I have to, to know our, our, faithful, our faithful trooper Ryan is here. How's it going, guys? It is Daytona 500 week. That is, that's all we love to hear. We need uh, to get him on the show one of these days. We do, we do. I mean, he I'm should still, permanently. I'm still recovering from the Rolex. <laughs> he should permanently replace Dan. That's what Ryan needs to do. You know, you used to say that about Logan too, and and we got I got Logan replaced. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually out here uh, like the Grim Reaper of the podcast. I'm coming for Justin soon. You better watch wow. out. <laughs> it starts hey, with the scuffed up segment tonight, folks. Hey, Logan, Logan's out, out doing his, his thing and we, we still love and appreciate him for that. So, um, nonetheless, uh, if you come for my job, Zach, I don't, you know, I'm sure there's other options. Maybe, uh, Steve and Matt will accept me on the championship racing network. Yeah. We'll I'm, get you in. I'm, I mean, I'm down in the area, so. All right. Uh, if you can make it East Alabama where our studios are, come on. I could I could make that trip. Just I would do it just to to prove to Zach that I could. Um, I didn't say you couldn't do it. I didn't. Never mind. You know, what, before we go off on a tangent, let's just talk about Kyle Busch. Let's talk about it. Yeah, let's let's talk about Kyle Busch. Uh, he's not the only one. Uh, AJ Allmendinger and Justin Haley are also uh, going to drive part time in the ten car. Uh, and we lost Mike for for a minute there. I think but, uh, Austin Dillon is as well. Austin Dillon as well. That's uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, you know, Landon Castle. He he came into the season. I I guess he came into the season thinking he had a full time uh, opportunity in the ten car, and now all of a sudden it's become an all star car for. Well, he he lost his sponsor, that Voyager Crypto Company. He lost that sponsor, so that's why. Yeah, that's they're true. gonna still try to keep him. From what I understand, they're gonna try to run him something. Yeah, yeah. I hope so. Landon Castle, he, you know, he wasn't able to get a win, but he did. He was very solid in the, in oh, the yeah. ten car for, for them. So, 
Hopefully so. But it's really cool to see Kyle Busch back. I mean, whether you love him or hate him, uh, Kyle Busch is always one to come down to the Xfinity and the truck series and, and show the young kids how to do it. Uh, that seems to be his MO. Um, what's he at? Is he at 100 wins now? Or is he at 101? 102. You know, yeah. I'll say my piece on this real quick before Daft can go on a whole rager here. Listen, my opinion, none of our opinions really matter that much. If the drivers want him there, the Xfinity Series drivers want to race against Kyle Busch and believe the iron sharpens iron and all that all that stuff, then let it happen. If the drivers truly think he's robbing them of success and wins, then he shouldn't be there. But if the guys in the series that run full time want him there, think it's better for think it's better for them, then he should be there. And that's that's the end of the conversation for me. I don't give what, two he- craps about Fox's and NBC's ratings. If he takes away takes away people from Xfinity and truck races, but this, this is this is the equivalent of you know a major league all star going down and, and rehabbing at AAA. You know, at the end of the day, you're gonna get better by seeing the best of the business. Even Absolutely. though you know, maybe you can say Kyle Busch is on a bit of a decline. He's still a top top three talent and top five talent of the series. You know, and there's no there's no doubt about that. And uh, even the best in the Xfinity series most years are not at that level that Kyle Busch is. Well, you know, even uh, to that point, even if uh, if Kyle Busch did not run, we wouldn't have moments like we had uh, at Darlington in 2020 with Chase Briscoe. Uh, that was, uh, you know, that was a, a classic Xfinity moment, and we wouldn't have it if Kyle Busch was not running. So, um, Mike, you you have a, a piece to say about this, though, for on the other side? I'm not going to get into it too much because we don't have that long of a show. Um, (laughs) All I'm going to say is I believe that he should be staying at the cup level. He shouldn't be going to Xfinity. And with Matt correct and Zach on the stats there on the wins, I'm half tempted to say Matt replaces Zach from now on. Let's do this. Oh, gosh. I think with him going to this car, I think that's more of a Chevrolet move than anything. I think Chevrolet wants to see him back in Xfinity. And I said this on our show last Saturday. Do not be overly surprised if you see Chevrolet performance on the side of that 10 car, which is today's equivalent of GM Goodrich. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's what's going to be a lot of them in that car, too. I'm still, I know they got races open. Uh, I don't know if anybody else has read the tweets or seen the, seen the, the old rumor mill, but uh, one Derek Krause has been linked to this car and this team still. Oh, God. Um, and as they keep announcing drivers for this car, uh, I keep hoping my guy Derek Krause. I know Justin's size, but Justin Justin doesn't know what he's talking about when it comes How, to Derek Krause. So, let's, so if, if Kyle Busch, A.J. Allmendinger, Justin Haley, Austin Dillon, and Landon Castle drive this car, Derek Krause isn't even going to be a top five driver for the 10 car. No. Dude, it's not about it's not about being a top five driver in the ten car. It's about getting seat time. Listen, he was robbed of a ride at BMR. He ends up and took off the full ten. He gets one race at Young's Motorsport at Daytona. Like, come on, man! This is this is the ultimate shaft for a guy who has consistently outperformed his equipment. At the end of the year, when Christian Eckes doesn't make the Truck Series playoffs. You know, or, or finishes tenth in the standings, one spot better than Kraus. I'm just gonna say, like I told you, so the ride, the ride is mid. 
the talent has been outperforming the, the truck. We'll see how it goes. Uh, you're right. And you're right. And I'm going to be right. We'll we'll have we'll get scuffed up about Derek Cross one day. And that's I'd, fine. I'd, I'd love to do that with you, buddy. Um, a little bit more uh, somewhat silly season news. We talked about Landon Castle. He thought he was going to have a full time ride. Now it's not the case. Um, here's another driver that thought he was going to have a full time opportunity. This time in the Cup Series. Uh, and it has been announced in the past week that he will not. Todd Gilliland will be uh, part-time uh, for 2023 because Zane Smith uh, has been announced. Uh, he Zane Smith is going to run six cup starts, five of them in the number 38. Uh, he will drive the 36 at the Daytona 500. So uh, uh, Todd Gilliland will run the remainder, uh, the remaining 31 races. Uh, in the 38, but this is tough because I thought, you know, front row motorsports has been really rotating drivers. They had John Hunter Nemechek, they had Anthony Alfredo, and some people kind of questioned bringing Todd Gilliland straight up from the truck series. Uh, but I thought Todd Gilliland performed pretty well in 2022. He did what I would call admirable. Mm-hmm. He had a he had a decent year. He had some really good flashes at his particular tracks, but and I'm pretty sure I heard John Roberts say this on Sirius XM last week, and he made a crystal clear point: if front row can field a third car for the Daytona 500, why can't they field a third car for five more races? Why do you have to pull a driver out of the seat to put another one in? Because Ambetter Health, the company that's sponsoring it, they're putting enough money up to where they can run a third car for that many races and let Todd Gilliland keep getting more experience in his seat. But the kicker to this whole problem is with me is Ford has put a stipulation down that if he runs another series or another cup car, it's got to be a Ford-affiliated team. That only leaves really one team left. And I wouldn't drive one of these cars if somebody had a gun pointed at me. And that's Rick Ware. I would take a mid-level Xfinity car ride before I got in a Rick Ware Cup car. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's I it really it's it's for sure that uh it's for sure that Daytona is I, I mean or Todd Gillen is getting the the you know, talk about someone who's getting the shaft. Uh, he's kind of definitely getting the short end of the stick on this. And don't get me wrong, Zane Smith is a, is a great talent. He deserves these cup starts. Um, you know, nothing against Zane Smith at all. But, uh, you know, I think Todd Gilliland has done really well, uh, you know, a, at least for front row motorsports standards, uh, you know, in his rookie season. I think uh, with time he would only get better. Um, but if we're taking races away from him, he's not going to get that. So, nope. Not at all. I, I hate it for, for Todd Gilliland, um, but we'll see what Zane Smith can do, and we'll see what Todd Gilliland can do because he still gets 31 races. So uh, maybe maybe he can make a deal with, with Rick Ware in the 15 for for those five races. Well, I mean, we'll see, uh, perhaps. Depending on where they are, I, I know they released the schedule, but I can't remember it. But if it's like, you know, like a super speedway race or two, like it's not like – the end of the world to take that Rick Ware car and like finish 20th and, you know, for your overall season outlook, you know? 
Well, uh, they had announced uh, what races Zane Smith was running. I, uh, uh, both Charlotte I, races, Phoenix, Talladega. I think he's running I think, Texas. I think it's Texas. Yeah. No. Yeah, I think that's well, right. Yeah. It's something like well, that. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, you can definitely put in a. I mean, we've seen the Rick Ware cars show up a little bit at the Coke 600 if uh, chaos hits the fan, you know? I mean, we've seen we've seen some. But the one, the one kicker to that, though, is really is who has prepared the Rick Ware car. If it's the Rick Ware team preparing the car, or if you've got a satellite driver from another team preparing the car, case in point, like Ryan Priest last year, yeah. there's no question that was a Stuart Haas prepared car. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, so, maybe uh, yeah, maybe Todd Gillen, maybe Todd Gillen can go over to RFK and they can uh, prepare him a, a Rick Ware car. Uh, well, who knows? Maybe. But uh, we do have one more piece of uh, of interesting news, and this came out today. This was uh, sent, reported on by Adam Stern. This is something that when it was announced, I was like, "We've got to talk about this." Ah, uh, yeah, uh, I've got a problem with a lot of this. <laughs> a big problem. Uh, so it's been reported that NASCAR is exploring more markets for racing. Uh, they are actively in talks about bringing a race to New York City. Uh, other areas include Seattle, Denver, uh, Mexico, Canada, and a Middle Eastern international series for NASCAR. Um, so, uh, so we're what I'm hearing is we're street racing in the Big Apple. That's or. Or they could build another track inside of a football stadium at MetLife Stadium, which I would lose my mind over. That's you don't have a there's not a football stadium on the United States soil anywhere that is wide enough and big enough that you could put a quarter mile track in that would hold 40 cars. There's no way. No way whatsoever. So yeah. and what would you what are you gonna do? Run the street course at New York City that Formula E runs? Give me a break. Give me a break. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just hearing about this Middle Eastern race. Like, I don't know if I've ever seen a race delayed for a sandstorm. Like I mean, I, when I seen that today, Mike, I thought what owner outside of Rick Hendrick and Joe Gibbs, if we know they're 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 so much pro NASCAR on every little move they make. We know that, okay? What owner is going to want to spend all of that extra additional cost to ship cars and send teams over to Abu Dhabi, Qatar, Bahrain, ba uh, uh, Azerbaijan, places like that? Yeah, like, That's no. unreal. At least for, you know, I will say this. If you're going to Canada, let it be Canadian Tire. Mm -hmm. it, oh, it, it, oh no, or, or no. there you Montreal. go montreal yeah. montreal i'm also thinking about either a, way because every nationwide series race that was at montreal i don't recall a bad one they were all oh, yeah. good at well, least they, at least in canada you have at least two options that are actual tracks that nascar true. has has Very been true. at um and at least you know i just i think the class proved that we should not have a points paying race. I'm okay with, I let me, let me preface this. I'm still okay with the clash at the LA Coliseum. If we would shorten the field, 
a little bit. I think that would be, you know, if we would actually go back to having stipulations for the clash and not just it being an open race. That would be my one stipulation too. Sure. Um, Tighten the field up. Um, but we have proven that we cannot have the LA clash has proven that it's, it's great. It's fun. Sure. We can, and, and we can still do it if we have a shorter field, we do not need a points paying race with 36 to 40 cars inside a football stadium. I don't, no. I, I'm not a fan of Joey Logano, but Joey Logano hit it on the head times 10 when he told uh, Brian McGee, no, there's no way. Why would you even think about that? We can't even get around the track with 27 cars. What makes anybody think we could get around with 40? And he was dead on the money. Yeah. You know, they, they set the over-under uh, for uh, for the clash at like six laps uh, for when the leader would lap somebody. What would the over-under be if they had all 36 of them out there? <laughs> One? Four? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it would... Uh, I would you say know, if, if they could even if they could even get around four full full circuits, right? Like I'm, and that's the other thing about about that. I'm okay with it being at the LA Coliseum if one they shorten the field and two caution laps need to count. Thank you. Then I think you need more laps. Like I, I think, and like, that's fair. That I is think fair. like two hundred laps or something is. Yeah, I would, that, I would is say, fine. I would say two twenty five count cautions. Yeah, yeah, somewhere between two hundred and two fifty, I think. About I think you're cautions. About I, I where personally NASCAR, think. Oh, sorry. Oh, you're good. If you, I think if you personally shorten the the field up, I don't think you have to ha- add any more laps because I don't think. I mean, are there going to be cautions? Yes, but I don't think there's going to be as many. You know, it's it's not going to be as many cautions if you have a a fifteen or twenty car field as it was opposed to a twenty seven car field, because the yeah. I mean. The heat races and the last chance qualifiers were actually good. I mean, they were they enjoyable were. to watch. And they were. But, yeah, I, I just can't imagine. There's definitely – NASCAR is definitely getting uh, what I would consider to be kind of radical with, with some of the things they're they're looking into. Um, you know what, though? I want to give them their credit for being innovative about this. You know, like, I, I appreciate the ideas. Um, I, I know that – Largely, I am the resident, like, I hate NASCAR so much that I love NASCAR person. Um, and that still reigns true. And it doesn't mean that these projects are, aren't going to be failures, but, you know, at least they're going out swinging now, you know. Um, and, you know, I maybe if I were them, I would have waited to have gone public with this information or, or try to keep this as tight-lipped as possible until after the Chicago street race. You know, I think that that race is going to give us a lot of answers as to, like, the direction that these – racing in these markets is going to what, what that's going to look like, you know, but I'm, I'm, I'm encouraged by the fact that they're talking about going to Seattle and then going to Denver. I know we kind of had glossed over those for Canada and the middle East and New York and stuff, but um, uh, if, if they go to Denver, can I just ask that they uh, renovate the old furniture row racing shop so that, and set up like a viewer platform there. Give me, give me Pike's peak. That's actually, I was going to touch on that. Denver actually, to me, is would be the most interesting out of all of those choices simply because the thinner air causes the cars to run faster. We see it in NHRA every year. There's been a lot of records that have been set at Denver because there's thinner air, so there's less air resistance. And, and, 
Okay, Seattle, sure. But what what time of year are you going to run that race? It's the rainy Pacific Northwest. <laughs> like, I don't I don't think yeah. it matters when they run it. And I'm not, I to be to, to be quite frank, like you know, I think NASCAR has proven to me that they're that they've had enough tests and trials in the rain that you know they they know what's too much. And no. if they don't, you know, I, maybe you you can disagree, but well, no, I was going to say I, if it's a road course with rain tires, absolutely. But I think yeah, that, no, you know, I don't think that they're going to go oval there. racing. If you try to run an oval up there, you're never going to get the racing because it rains nearly every day. I don't think they're going to go oval racing in in Seattle. Um, but that that also tells me that that NASCAR thought Portland was kind of a success for the Xfinity series, at least for like sure. what they got viewership wise, like attendance wise and stuff. Because I don't sure. think Seattle would have been listed if. Uh, if Portland wasn't a success. And I, I love that we're reaching into that market. Yeah. Like I said, um, I mean, you know, this is a market that they have largely left untapped and there's been some big name drivers to come out of the state of Washington and the Pacific Northwest, you know, Greg Biffle's from the Northwest. Richard Casey Kane is from the Northwest. I correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, you are. But, um, you know, so it would be nice to see the sport kind of represent, where some of its some of its drivers come from and stuff and and yeah. go give those guys a hometown or you know home ish sort of race you know I mean so much of the sport is concentrated in the southeast and as it rightfully should you know this is where its core and its base is at um, but you know NASCAR is is an international sport and uh, has drivers from all over the world at this rate you know that's what we're pushing for right so yeah. kudos to them for for covering this country and looking into others. I know there's not a lot of people in this state that I'm about to mention, but the fact that we don't have an oval track somewhere in Montana that we could go to, I think a night race in Montana would be awesome. If you're going to do that, there's a track in Alaska. There we go. Very good. They want to race on dirt. Nah, let's go snow racing. They, they've yeah. been practicing ice racing over in the. Uh, over no, in they Europe. canceled that. They canceled that. Yeah. They did, did they not run the practice thing no, for it? Or they, they canceled it. Oh. They canceled it. Yep. Well, um, I'm glad they, glad they thought about that. Hot take. They should race in Laramie, Wyoming. Yeah, that should be the stadium race. They should put the stadium race in Laramie at uh, Cowboy Memorial Stadium at the University of Wyoming. Highest mm-hmm. elevated stadium in all of the country. And uh, see see what happens there. That would give you the ultimate, like, I'm going to run straight through you effect, I think, you know. Double down on what the clash was if you're going to do that. I think Boise State would be pretty interesting, too. <laughs> on the blue turf, the Smurf turf. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, well, we will Paint see how blue, uh, like... we will see what comes out of all this with uh, NASCAR. Maybe, maybe we get some answers. I know they wanted to go pretty radical with the 2024 uh schedule uh, we'll see what happens when that gets released um but nonetheless that's our all of our stuff stories for for this uh for this week's episode now i'm going to introduce you guys to to a brand new game that uh that we're gonna play um here tonight and uh as we're getting ready to go into 2023 and we're getting ready to go into daytona week uh, I'm going to give you guys a few scenarios, and you guys are going to tell me whether you think that it's a feel-good or a flat 
uh, pretty similar to uh, to Fox's uh, uh, pump the gas or pump the brakes or or hit the gas. So um, we're gonna get ready for feel goods or flats. And you guys at home, you guys can play along with this. Comment down in the chat if you think. What I'm about to say is a feel good or a flat. We've got a few of these that I'm going to go through. Uh, and this is the first time that anybody, I did not have this on our script. So you guys would have a genuine reaction to these. Uh, number one, Mike, uh, just because I loved your, uh, your hot takes. Um, in 2022, Martin Truex Jr. missed the playoffs. In 2023, Martin Truex Jr. will make the playoffs. Oh, that's definitely a feel good. Is that a feel good or a flat? That's a feel good for sure. Zach, what's your opinion on that? Uh, this isn't a flat. This is a loose wheel all the way down pit road, folks. It never even reached the car. That's how bad this is. Mama Seeger, she's commenting. She says that's a feel good. Yeah, we know. We know. We know you raised a true X fan. We love you, Mama <laughs> Seeger. We just, you know. We wish you could have produced a Denny Hamlin fan. That's all we're saying. Well, she's I don't not think anybody is wishing for she, that. She's not a Denny Hamlin fan herself, so. Well, you know, my parents weren't Denny Hamlin fans originally, and here I ended up. What the hell? Anyway, Matt, what are your thoughts? Uh, Truex makes the playoffs in 2023. Is that a feel-good or a flat? I'm going to say that's going to be a feel-good because he's going to pull the weight of the JGR team this year. That's pretty good. That was kind of that was one of my hot takes, and and Mike, you kind of indicated that as well. So we're going to see uh, if Truex can can pull the weight. Uh, Mama Seeger did did say sorry, Zach. That, it's okay. You know. I appreciate your your kindness <laughs> makes up for your Truex fandom. It's something Justin doesn't have. Well, you know, maybe it's not that I don't have it. It's just that you don't see it. Oh. Okay. Anyways. So uh, here's one I did this just for you, Zach. Um, Denny Hamlin, uh, this one's for the Daytona 500. Uh, Denny Hamlin will win his fourth Daytona 500 uh, this weekend in Daytona. Is that a feel-good or a flat? By the way, I, I thought the uh, the previous one was a feel-good my, myself. I think that Truex makes the playoffs. Um I think this one's a flat, though. Personally, I just think the Daytona 500 is too, too crazy, you know, to to pin, to say that. But it's a feel good. It's a feel good, folks. Listen, I know you're like he's a homer. I don't care at all. Listen, he is. It, it realistically, ask yourself if you're you know gun to your head, back against the wall. You have to put your money on one driver to be at the end of the Daytona 500 at the end of the race, not even saying win it. It's, it's Denny Hamlin. Am I wrong? I trust this guy to get there any right. He got, he got messed up by a freaking rookie in the 500. And then all of a sudden they blessed the reins down in Daytona and that's what took him out. But if you remember correctly, he was leading going into turn one at the time of that caution in the summer race. Uh, there is no doubt about it. He will be there at the end. And at that, put your you know put your cards on the table, folks. 
Well, Matt, Mike, what are your your thoughts? Do you guys think that Denny Hamlin wins a fourth one, or or is that a flat? Well, the funny part is, is in that summer race, had he been running towards the back of the field, he wouldn't have been caught in that rain-filled wreck. That is, I'm not going to actually call that a feel-good or a flat. I'm going to call that one a running on scuffs. <laughs> it's not quite a flat tire, but it's not for fresh Mr. Feelgoods either. I mean, I could see it happening, but I'm skeptical. You're not, you're not playing the game right, Mike. I, I'm, I'm here <laughs> to get a direct answer from you here. Anyways, Matt. All right. I'm going to give a, I'm going to give a hybrid answer on this one and you'll catch on to what I'm saying. It's a flat from the side of the driver's seat, but it's a feel good from the side of the owner's cap. So uh, would you say that that falls more on the, uh, the Bubba Wallace or Tyler Reddick to get the Daytona 500 win? I'm going to save my answer for that for the end of the show. All right. All right. We're looking forward to it. Um, here's one. This is uh, interesting. Ford always seems to have a way of, of running at Daytona throughout the race. Um, and here's my, uh, my next feel good or flat for you. Uh, does Ford lead at the halfway point of the Daytona 500? Is that a feel good or a flat? I'm going to say that is a flat. Flat. I'm going to call flat. that a feel good. I'm going to go with a feel good on that. I think the, the Fords, they typically do pretty well with uh, their organization throughout the race. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we'll see where the cards fall on that one. This one is, uh, this next one is going to be uh, in regards to the 2023 season as a whole. Uh, Mama Seeger said that's a flat. The, uh, the, the Ford's leading at halfway. Uh, I will say this, Ross Chastain, does he win more races in 2023 than he did in 2022? Is that a feel good or a flat? Flat. That's a flat. This is a nice regression to the mean. So, so Zach's going with a flat. Does uh, anyone else have a, have a different opinion there? Well, I mean, if you go back to my uh, hot takes last week, that's going to definitely be a feel-good because I've got him winning at least four races. I'm, I'm going to say feel-good. I, I think he breaks out even more this year than he did last year. I'm going to say that I'm going to go with a feel-good, but I'll tell you this. I think Ross Chastain wins exactly three races. That's my number three. So, uh, so technically, that would be a feel good. But, um, for our next one, uh, Mama Seeger calls that one a feel good as well. So, uh, with this next one uh, in regards to uh, Daytona, um, this is one that I said uh, as part of my hot takes. Uh, Travis Pastrana misses the Daytona five hundred. Uh, do you guys think that is a feel good or a flat? Hmm. Flat. I think he makes it. I'm going to say that's going to be a flat because somebody like Denny Hamlin or even Tyler Reddick pushes him in because 23 is probably going to be towards the front of whichever duel that he's in. 
That's a fair point. Mike? I think I got to go with a uh, feel good on that. I mean, I don't feel that with him having, it's been what, I think 10 years since he's been in a car, in a NASCAR car, and the fact that he doesn't get a practice session before the heats, like. It's been 12 since he's been at Daytona. Yeah. This is a different beast. I don't think he gets in. Uh, okay. Then where is this logic for Jimmy Johnson? Well, we haven't talked about that. It also hasn't been 12 years for Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> and plus Jimmy Johnson, he will have a past champions provisional to lean on just in case. That is true. That is true. Um, so I've got, uh, I've got a couple more here. Um, I've got a couple more for us here. Um, Looks like we uh, we may be having a few technical issues through with a uh, with a couple. I think we're good now, though. Um, I hope so. Oh, don't you just love uh, for the Mike? You're the only one of us that that probably doesn't uh, know what Southern Internet is like. Hmm. Um, so mine's actually good. Yeah. Now my internet up here in the north is all nice and fine. Well, except for except for the times where it just decides, you know what? I'm done with today. Well, I tell you, I'm down here in Mississippi, so it, it's it's crazy sometimes when when it wants to mess up. But nonetheless, um, so for our our second to last feel good, um, Corey LaJoy, does he get a top ten finish in the Daytona 500 this year? Is that a feel good or a flat? I'm going to say feel good. I think I'm going to have to go with a flat on that one. I think I just top 10 way too much can happen. Uh, Mama Seeker says I'll that. Go. Is that you feel good? I'll go feel good on that one. Feel good. We, we, we uh, like I don't know if y'all can hear me. Yes. Yep. Sorry, I've been having that. some internet issues. I don't know if y'all heard my whole rant on Travis Pastrana and Jimmy Johnson either, but uh, I I heard you say, "Where is this talk about Jimmy Johnson?" Uh, and then we kind of yeah. lost you. <laughs> yeah, that was the um, summary of it. I mean, yeah. Um, but nonetheless, uh, one more feel good or flat before we move on to the next segment here, and. Uh, and this is for the 2023 season as a whole. Zach, this is actually uh, going to be uh, on uh, one of your uh, your thoughts uh, here. Uh, we get a brand new champion in 2023. Is that a feel good or is that a flat? Feel good. <clears throat> I'm going to say that's a flat. Just because I, I think with all the, the champions in the field of with Logano and, and Kyle Busch and even Larson and Chase Elliott, uh, I'm going to say that that is a uh, – I'm going to say that's a flat. I'm going to say that's a feel good because uh, Martin Truex Jr. is going to win that championship. So, No, you would say it's a flat oh, that would then. Be, yeah. Oh, yeah, that would be a flat then. I'm going to go – 
I'm going to go feel good, and it's somebody that you probably will not expect. Oh, I want to hear this prediction. I, I'm either going to say it's probably going to be somebody like Ryan Blaney or Tyler Reddick. I knew it. I knew it. I was feeling Tyler Reddick. Listen, all the real ones know what's up at 2311. Matt is a real one. The rest of you are I've actually, H haters. I've actually, I've actually raced a late model with against Tyler Reddick before. So you've seen the talent. He's good. I mean, he's he's good. We have a we have a couple uh, couple comments on that. Summer Brassfield says uh, that's a feel good, and Mama Seeger says that's a flat. Uh, that's right, Summer. It is a feel good. Come and join Matt and I. You don't have to name your driver, uh, friend. It's okay. Just know that in the army of all new champions, what it uh, does mean is that that evil Joey Logano is not getting one. Uh, we have Peyton Lore. She's here uh, watching. Uh, she's saying, hey, girl. Uh, I'm not sure. He's probably talking to you, Seth, uh, <laughs> if, I guess, if I had to guess. Uh, interesting prediction, uh, Matt. Uh, that was from Mama Seeger. So, uh, you know, Matt, a little bit of a uh, little bit of interesting here. Mama Seeger is our team mom. Mm -hmm. And uh, and if you get her if you get her approval, then then you are on the right track. Zach still hadn't figured out what it's like to get that yet. So I'll take it. <laughs> Your mom loves me. <laughs> she she loves you off the show. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, I'm not I'm not everybody's favorite character. That's fine. Nonetheless. All right. Let's get into uh we're we're kind of warming up for, for our debate segment here. I promise you guys stuffed up would be back, and it is. Uh, but, uh, Zach, it's time for us to, to dust off the old debate gloves and it's time for us to go at it. Matt, Mike, you guys are going to sit back and watch, uh, Matt, you go, you are going to be our judge for this debate here. Um, oh, Mike, you you've got to prepare for, for a daft stat segment, uh, to come right after it. So, uh. So we're going to remove you guys from the screen uh, for a little bit, but you guys will be right back. Uh, and Zach, it is time for you and I, sir, to get scuffed up. Well, my friend, it's been a long time since since we've stepped into the ring with, with one another. Yeah, it has. Um, it feels like a good old home, you know what I mean? Uh, we race each other on the, on the NASCAR heats, and usually it goes one way, your way, more often than mine. Uh, that's because I'm lazy about it, I guess you could say. But that's okay, folks. I'm, uh, I am I lose everything on the track to win it all, in, all on air. That's very true. That's very true. All right, so we've got a wonderful debate here tonight. Uh, Mama Seeger's already getting pre prepared. She's saying, oh, boy, here we go. This is – it's going to be uh, – She's been here with us ever since the beginning. So, nonetheless, let's get things going. So, our debate topic for this evening uh, we're going to give a theoretical scenario to you guys out here tonight. Uh, Kyle Bush has been trying to win the Daytona 500 for many years now. He's this will be his 18th attempt at the uh, at the Great American Race in 2023, and. He has yet to win it. Very similar to another former champion of the sport that could not get the Daytona 500 win, uh, Dale Earnhardt. Uh, 
And when Dale Earnhardt finally got his win, uh, he had much love, much admiration from the fans. We saw all the teams line pit road, and it was a very special moment, one of the best moments in NASCAR history. What I'm asking you to debate here, Zach, is if Kyle Busch wins the Daytona 500 here in 2023, it's his first race, first points race with RCR, will Kyle Busch get the same sort of reaction with a Daytona 500 win? And because I'm so nice, I'm going to let you have the floor first. So uh, have at it, my friend. Uh, no. Um <laughs> The reason why I, I'm leaning towards no is is I checked a couple boxes and yes, but let me explain. Let me explain why it could first. I think that the, his his fellow competitors um, will absolutely be happy for him. Most of them, at least, right? I think that a lot of the NASCAR community within the garage and the media, be it Fox, NBC, you know, the Athletic, those sorts of people. Um, and then us as media would be happy for him in a sense, right? But I think where it, where where Kyle falls short is in two measures. First of all, Kyle falls short in that at this point in his career, Dale had been coming off the back injury. He had been four, almost four years removed, or three seasons removed from his last Cup Series championship, right? And uh, in 94, right? And um, on top of that, it had it started to look like the writing was on the wall for the end. It's the end for Dale. I don't know if Kyle Busch gets that. It's there yet. So I'll say that Kyle Busch, um, it, like this is not going to be the same fanfare. I think that a lot of the, uh, the Kyle Busch haters on Twitter, you know, the, the, the haters will stand strong and will prevent it from being like, this illustrious, glorious victory that um, the Dale had, you know, um, it'll be, it will not be a popular one with the fans. No Kyle Busch one is ever popular with the fans. So um, only the real ones of us, but I think that I'll close it on this and, and, and say that there will be people that watch this show that are on this show, Mike Daphner, that will be particularly upset if one Kyle Busch wins this Daytona 500. And I don't think that if this show was around in 1998, any of us would have the bitterness, the resentment had Dale, had we, had we seen Dale won it in 98. So Justin, I give you the floor and uh, the littlest luck possible. Justin, you're muted. This is like an egg on the face moment. I am, look, it's only our second second week back. I had a my uh, my mic was quiet uh, for a few moments last week for reasons I'm still not entirely sure, and then this time I had to I had to unmute myself. So you know we we, we take it as we go, but. <clears throat> Anyways, what I was saying, Zach, is I'd, I'd love to win everybody over, but I only have to win Matt over, really, So, if I really want to win this debate. so um, I, I understand your statement, but uh, allow me to counterpoint here. Um, 
Kyle Busch, it, it is going to be a special moment. It may not be as special as Dale Earnhardt's, but it's still going to be a very special moment simply because I think Kyle Busch has matured a lot in uh, his time here in NASCAR. He has been, uh, you know, sure, he came into the sport and he's been a hothead and he's uh, he's ruffled some feathers along the way. But, hey, that's what Dale did too, right? Uh it's fair to say that Dale Earnhardt had a had a fair amount of haters as well. Maybe in 1998, they were able to overlook that because of his Daytona 500 win. Uh, but there were a lot of people who didn't like Dale Earnhardt, and they uh, they probably didn't want to see him win a Daytona 500 either. But uh, nonetheless, you know, we saw it, and there was a lot of admiration from the teams. Uh, and from the people who saw that he worked so hard to hone his craft and perfect it, and I think that's what a lot of people see in Kyle Busch as well. Uh, it's I don't think you get as much of a fan reaction. I will agree with you, Zach, on that, but I think that the, that the teams overall uh, want to see Kyle Busch win it, just like they wanted to see Dale win it. They wanted to see him finally uh, get that monkey off his back and finally uh, put that trophy in his trophy cabinet. So, uh, you know, I, I think that uh, there's a lot of similarities there. I think now that Kyle Busch is with RCR, I think that that takes away some of the uh, the haters uh, from the from the Toyota camp. There's some who didn't like Kyle simply because he was driving a Toyota. So, you know, I think that there's uh, certain ways to to go about that. But I think that if Kyle Busch were to win the Daytona 500, uh, it would be another very special moment. But, Zach, I will bring you back up here, uh, and uh, we can debate it side by side. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I, I think, you know, I, I hear what you're saying, and like, like I said, it would be special for teams and, you know, the industry, right? But every Daytona 500 win is special to the industry, I feel like. I think that's just the reverence that we as a sport put on the race. Or at least we should. I know there are some some people who believe championships are worth more than five hundreds, but anyways, back on the back on the path. Um, it is fitting that he drives an RCR car. It is. It's you know, and I'm pretty sure he's running that three chi or that MGM that has some some black on the car. You know, just like Dale's. But the the thing I'll say is is I feel like Kyle Busch has not made this the monkey on his back that Dale seemed to make it. You know, Dale talked openly about how much it hurt him not winning this race. And not to mention, Dale was a lot closer a lot more often than Kyle Busch has been. Um, this race is not, this race and this track has not been favorable to Kyle Busch in the same way it has been to Dale, uh, Dale Sr., or any, any Dale, honestly, at this track. But, um, so I, I don't, I don't feel like he has the combination of the fan support and, the, the prowess at Daytona itself to necessarily to necessarily conjure up the same feelings. Um, if we're looking at it in the, like the rest of the sport, you know, like the rest of the accolades and the 200 wins, you know, the couple of ch cup championships, the, the dominating performances and iconic moments he's given us, you know, some of which we may not like and a lot of them behind the microphone, whereas Dale did it on the track. More so, I'd say, uh, Kyle. Kyle, I just feel like in general, like he has not put the emphasis on Daytona, and I think, 
I think that just kind of says who he is and like his way of coping with not winning this race, to be honest with you. Um, very similarly to how I cope with Denny Hamlin not winning a championship is I project the successes that Denny Hamlin does have. Kyle proje projects the successes he does have over the insecurities he has about not winning the 500. But that will make it less special because Dale was vulnerable about it. I suppose that that's a, that's a good point, but I still, I got to believe that just because uh, I want it to be known before I get into this, uh, Mama Seagrass agrees with you. Is that? I won her over. Listen, uh, Matt, your opinion is important and I still want to win, but Justin called me out earlier for not getting Mama Seager support. And we have <laughs> done that quite quickly, folks. You heard it here first, Matt. He doesn't need your approval. You can just give it to me. Uh, but no, I think that I, you know, I think that there's more people that are going to and that would enjoy a Kyle Busch uh, win than you think. I'm certainly not a Kyle Busch fan. He's been one of my uh, least favorite drivers for a long time, but I think that seeing him win the Daytona 500 and and seeing him uh, check that what more or less is the final box on on his resume that he needs to accomplish. I mean, obviously he wants to win more championships, and that would be great, but. Um, I think for him to get this with a new team, with Dale's team, I think Dale, with with Kyle being with RCR on Dale's team, it actually helps make uh, Kyle's win if it were to happen more special, and it would be more of that because it was with Dale's team. So I think Dale's 500 and the team he did it with would actually help Kyle Busch in this uh, instance. Um, I don't think he would get that as much if he were still with Joe Gibbs or even with Hendrick um, or even with another team. I think the uh, the fact that it is RCR helps that fact. Um, but nonetheless, let's uh, let's go ahead and get Matt back into this here and we will see what he has to say. Uh, Matt, what did you you've heard both sides of this here and. Uh, and what say you? Who who do you have as the winner of this debate? Is it going to be uh, Zach, who doesn't think that Kyle Busch uh, winning the Daytona 500 would be similar to Dale's, or or myself, who does? I'll say this up front. Everybody knows when it comes to super speedways, it's either feast or famine for Kyle Busch. With all of his starts in points-paying races at super speedways, he has a collective win total of two. Both of them came in 2008 with the defunct COT car. But with it being him being feast or famine, I got to side with Zach on this one. Here's why. Because if he went, it, statistically... He, statistics say he's going to be a serious threat this year. You would be a complete fool. Anybody would be a complete fool to say that he wouldn't be a serious threat in a Chevrolet, and which is a very debatable subject in one of the top, historically top super speedway teams in RCR. The stars are lining up for him. There's no doubt about it. But it's just a matter of him executing and finishing. Because back to what I said earlier, it's always been feast or famine at a super speedway. And with this one right here, yes, he's tried just about as many years as Dale did before he got his first one. 
20 versus 18. Okay. They're close right there. But historically, Dale was always up front and always was that much short. He was so close every time. But versus Kyle, it's been feast or absolute famine. So I've got to say I give the slight edge to Zach because, to me, it's just going to be another ordinary win if he pulls it off. Well, Zach, you you won Mama Seeger over, and you won Matt over all in the same the same time. Well, it's definitely going to be interesting. We'll see if Kyle Busch can get it done this Sunday in the Daytona 500. Uh, Dan Foster, he he did decide to not take the night completely off. He did decide to actually comment here. Uh, he says yes and no. I don't think it would be the magnitude of Dale's win, but it would definitely be that missing page in his record books. Uh, so Dan I, agrees with me. So, you know, I, I think that's that's a fair point. We'll see how that goes. He does have uh, a point. And, uh, gentlemen, we're going to uh, to see. Speaking of one thing you mentioned there, Matt, was stats. And uh, with our stats, uh, we're going to bring Mike in, and uh, he's going to give us a brand-new uh, segment of Daft Stats. How's it going there, folks? So we got six days to go until the Daytona 500. And to be honest with you, it's going to be a darn good race. Currently, as it stands, there's only been six drivers in history who have won this race multiple times. And only one of them is active today, and that would be Zach's favorite, Mr. Denny Hamlin. But as far as the stats go, looking at it, it's a little bit all over the place. But I actually have to say the two best drivers I see with having a chance to win this Sunday would both be first-time drivers. You have Mr. Alex Bowman, and then you've got my pick to win the Daytona 500, which is Kevin Harvick. He's great on all on all of the stat categories that I looked at. And if you want to check out those stat categories, you can make your way over to runningonscuffs.com and check out the article. Thank you there, Mike. I, I have to say, though, Kevin Harvick would not be a first-time winner the, of the Daytona 500. He That's fair, be, but that would add him to the multiple list. That, that it would. Uh, so, yes, be sure to go to runningonscuffs.com. We have that full article posted uh, for Mike. Uh, you guys can check that out uh, down below. Be sure to visit our website. Um, and with that being said, uh, let's go ahead and get into our picks uh, for the for the races this weekend. Uh, this is going to be our first of many, gentlemen. We're going to have a... Uh, uh, we're going to go ahead and get into our race preview. And there's, I mean, it's it's as simple as this, gentlemen. It's Daytona 500 weekend. We know how it is. We've got qualifying on Wednesday. We have the duels on Thursday. Uh, truck race on Friday. Xfinity and ARCA on Saturday. Uh, and, of course, the Daytona 500 on Sunday. This is what we've all been waiting for. We've been waiting since November for this. Uh, maybe not if you enjoyed the, the Christmas season, but it's certainly been a, a decent wait for us all. And uh, this is what we're really here for. We're here for 
race winning picks and we're here to rub it in each other's faces. We're all in the same fantasy league that we all have, uh, that we're all going to be making picks for later this week. So, um, by the way, uh, if you want to join us, uh, discuss on the nascar.com fantasy uh fantasy live page you can join us uh at running on scuffs.com slash fantasy and we'll have a link to that posted below so that'll be you can join us for that um but nonetheless gentlemen we're going to make a pick for the trucks xfinity and cup who's going to be your winning picks this weekend Matt, you're our special guest tonight, so I'm going to let you go first. Who do you have winning uh, the three Premier Series races this weekend? All right. For the Craftsman Truck Series, and the reason I'm making this pick is because I've got just a little bit of inside inside scoop with the team. I'm going to say right out of the gate is a redemption race for Brett Holmes at Daytona from Talladega because – I had lunch with his dad last week, and they are fired up to get to Daytona with them bringing on Jerry Baxter this year over from DGR, uh, David Gilliland Racing Team. He's uh, he's found a few things within that truck that can get some more speed out of it, and Brett has really honed his craft on super speedways really well. So I'm going to say he gets out of the gate with a win right out of the box. For the Xfinity race, I'm going to go with another Chevrolet. I'm going to say Sam Mayer gets it done for Junior Motorsports and gets in the win column early instead of having to go through a little bit of that freshman slash sophomore. I'm not going to say a slump, but through that learning curve. I'm going to say Sam Mayer does. And for the cup race, I'm going to say he finally gets through and gets his first Daytona 500 win. I'm going to say Bubba Wallace gets it because Historically, he is very, very, very strong on super speedways, and he is always there. He finds his way there always at the end of the race. And I'm going to say he gets it done this time. I want it to be known that Matt said that he's already read the script for the truck race. That was that was what he said. So nah, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> he said he had the inside scoop. So. Um, I think those are great picks. I, I'd love to see Brett Holmes uh, make up for for his. Uh, they are they're going to be bringing a bullet to Daytona. Uh, Zach, you won our debate. Uh, you got Mama Seeger and you got Matt to agree with you. So for that, I'm going to let you go second with your picks. Oh man, folks, the meme lives on. It's Derek Krause. I might only get to pick it one time this year, um, so I'm going to go ahead and pick Derek Krause. Uh, do I have much luck here at Daytona Derek Cross? Not on the oval. Um, he's been a good road racer at Daytona, though, that's for sure. Uh, so yeah. Um going into the truck series or going into the Xfinity series race. I'm man, I I am not gonna lie, this is a this is a really, really tough field to call, especially here at Daytona, because there's not a lot of standouts, but I'm I'm going to take Parker Kligerman and the Big Machine 48. Parker usually does well at the Super Speedways. He's run, he's won in the truck series with that Henderson 75 car or 75 truck. And to cap it off, we're going with Denny Hamlin. It is a four time 
Um, he may never get his championship. He may he will definitely get his his fourth Daytona 500 and be in truly elite and a exclusive company with only the king to have won that many Daytona 500s. The that king would be... Pearson, I think, actually. Oh. Right? Somebody be, else won four. Yeah. Yeah. Yarborough that... won four. Yarborough, sorry. That would be a be an interesting uh, interesting field. I can't imagine you if somehow Derek Krause and Denny Hamlin were able to win. If that weekend. happens, I'm missing next week's show. I ain't gonna be here for that. Everybody call in sick. Go ahead and get that fake cough going there, Mike. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of which, Mike, why don't you go ahead and give us your picks for for Daytona weekend? So in the truck series. I'm, I don't really follow the trucks all that closely, but I got Christian Eckes winning it. I think he finds his way through. And then in the Xfinity series, I kind of half agree with Matt. I do have Junior, junior Motorsports driver Justin Allgaier winning that race. And then, of course, in the 500, we got the closer, Kevin Harvick. And I also want to say something that happened during Scuffed Up that Zach said that I would not be happy if Kyle Busch won. I'd be perfectly happy if Kyle Busch won because that means that Denny Hamlin didn't. <laughs> uh, nonetheless, well, before I, I give you my picks, uh, I got to say uh, he finally decided to show up just to give us picks because Dan loves to be right about having his picks. So, uh, here's Mr. Dan Foster to give his Daytona picks for the weekend. Daniel. By the way, I just got to say, I'm already in Daytona. I'm ready for racing. I can't, like, I. that's why I took tonight off, as y'all say. No, I'm in Daytona waiting, ready to go. The trucks aren't even here yet, but let's go. Anyway. It was, it was my understanding you were supposed to inform us of these decisions before you went there. but I, I mean, I live two hours away. Of course I'm going to go to Daytona. <laughs> No. <laughs> but anyways, uh, no. Um, as far as my picks for the race, I, I mean, Denny Hamlin, I know Zach is a big Denny Hamlin fan. He just finds a way of winning at Daytona. But I don't think he's going to get it this year. I'm going personally going to have to stick with Chevrolet. I think they're going to have a little leg up when it comes to uh, the, the, the super speedways this year. Personally, my picks, I'm going to go uh, William Byron. Do you have an uh, Xfinity or truck pick on that? or um, Xfinity. I I'm going to go Parker Kligerman. Kligerman, Kligerman, however you guys want to pronounce it. Um, and for trucks, I'll go Corey Heim. Interesting picks. Interesting but picks indeed. I am in my car. I'm, I'm stopped at a gas station. I'm not driving, but I do have to get on the road because I do have to get my real job on the first thing tomorrow morning. So you guys have a good night. Matt, as always, thank you for showing up, sir. Zach, Mike, Justin, I'll see you guys next week, and I'm sure we'll be talking this week. Oh, yeah. Well, we appreciate <clears throat> we appreciate having Dan on for uh, for even just a moment to, to give his picks. Uh, see if Dan guess, shows up. <laughs> and I guess I'll round us out uh, for – for my truck pick, uh, this one at Daytona is is going to be, you know, I'm just going to go with it and say that 
Uh, I'm going to be a little cliche here. I'm going to say Chase Elliott wins uh, in the truck series uh, at Daytona. Um, Ooh, exciting. Ooh. I, I know, I know. Um, for the Xfinity series, I am, uh, I'm not going to be picking a, a full-time cup driver, uh, although I was tempted by Justin Haley. Um, uh, for the Xfinity series, I'm going to go with Austin Hill. Uh, he won last year and he just, he knows how to get it done on those, uh, uh, super speedways. Uh, I like Austin Hill. I think he's a great pick. Um, so I'm going to go with him for the Xfinity Series. And for the Daytona 500, I'm also going to go with a first-time Daytona 500 winner. Um, Matt, it's kind of similar to yours with Bubba Wallace, but it's going to be his uh, very good friend from the Ford camp. I'm going to say Ryan Blaney finally gets a Daytona 500 victory uh, after last year having to watch uh, from the wall, uh, having to watch his teammate get the get the victory. So... Uh, that's my picks, and uh, that'll wrap us up for this episode of Running on Scuffs. Um, before we get uh, closing remarks, I want to thank everybody for watching. I want to thank uh, everybody for uh, for tuning in. Uh, be sure to like and uh, subscribe if you're here on uh, YouTube. If you're here on Facebook, be sure to follow us, uh, and we will... Uh, like I said, if you want to join us on NASCAR Fantasy Live, we will have a link down below for that. Uh, you guys can join us and you can compete against us every week. Let us know your thoughts. And uh, before we get wrapped up, let's uh, go to Matt. Uh, we want to thank you for joining us this week. And uh, we're glad to have you on. And we can't wait to have you back. And enjoy um, Matt, do you have any closing remarks for us? Uh Let's just light the candles up and let's get going because I'm glad football season's over with. So now it's time for the second season, known as the four wheels. Absolutely right. Let's get things going. Mike, what say you for your closing remarks? I think it's going to be a good race this year. And once again, you can check out the Dash Stats article on runningonscuffs.com and raise hail, praise Dale. Absolutely. That's what we like. Zach, why don't you hit us with a signature sign off, my friend? Yeah, I want to thank my parents for supporting my addiction, the time, the money, lots of money. I, as, as you know, I, I'm always in a NASCAR shirt pretty much every time I do this show. But, folks, buckle in. It is 37 of the next 38 weeks we will have NASCAR on our TVs. Um, so, remember, it's Valentine's Day this week. Don't spend any time with your wives, your girlfriends, your any significant boyfriends, husbands, whatever significant others they don't matter block them off every weekend it is all about nascar all the time as it is here that's our motto right justin uh, you know i i reckon so that's that's got to be uh that's got to be our motto here because it's it's daytona week um, that's what i tell myself when i'm eating chinese food and blasting luke combs by myself tomorrow is it's all about nascar say, i just want to say real quick don't forget on uh don't forget wednesday is half price candy day there you go see Daff, uh, Daff and I have been single long enough to know how to properly celebrate Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. But, uh, I, got, I usually go to the gun range every Valentine's Day to celebrate the true meaning of the holiday. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Maybe we well, don't celebrate can... the same way. But anyways, so shout out to my parents. Um, and um, thank you, everybody, for listening. And uh, to all my supporters, you're the best. 
to all my haters, I love you even more. Uh, well, you guys have a uh, wonderful evening. Again, we thank everybody for tuning in. We thank everyone for watching. Uh, we will see you guys next week here on Running on Scuffs.